Um, but I thought it'd be appropriate to speak a little bit about the Sfarim of Rav Baruch Mordechai Zrachi, who passed away um, this past week, one of the real uh, gedolim here in Eretz Yisrael, who was a little bit of a prolific author, wrote Sfarim called Birchas Mordechai. His name was Rav Baruch Mordechai Ezrachi, so the name Birchas Mordechai is a reference to his own name, as it says in many of the earlier Sfarim, to reference your name or, or shaykhs that you have in the, title, in the title of the Sefer. There are at least two main kinds of Sfarim, uh, of his Sfarim, Birchas Mordechai, and they really in many ways reflect upon his, uh, his distinct style. He was a Rosh Hashiva, he was Rosh Hashiva and a real Lamdin, and he has Sfarim on Shas, he has Sfarim in Baba Basra, Sfarim on a lot of Masechtas. Uh, what, what is a little bit unique is in his Sfarim on Masechtas, he also wrote about some Masechtas that many uh, Gedoli Rosh Yeshivas don't always focus on. Often people focus when they're Rosh Yeshivas, so the Sfarim that they come out, and there's Sfarim that are written up of their Shi'urim in, in the classic Yeshiva Masechtas, which of course he has also in Sfarim, like Baba Basra and Psachim in the classic Yeshiva Masechtas. But he also has, what makes him unique, is he has on certain Masechtas that are also a little bit, that don't have as much written on them. So as an example, he has a sefer, Birchas Mordechai, on Masechtas, Rosh Hashanah, Yuma, Sukkah, and Megillah. Um, that's very, very helpful for learning some of these Masechtas, and you want Lundas to know there's a lot there. He also has, we'll quote it in a little bit, the Birchas Mordechai on Psachim, also has a bunch of shtickles on, on Shkalim, on Masechtas Shkalim, which is also not learned as, as frequently. The style of the sefer is not like Al Seder Hadaf, the way that, you know, the Kovich, you have like a Pnei Yoshua is, like it's Andaf Beis, this, that, Andaf Gimel, it's Simanim, it's much longer Shtikl Torahs that he happens to have there. He often starts, at least in my impression is, I don't have like great familiarity, but my impression is that he often starts with lots of Machloks and Rishonim, then, then he has a Chakira to try to explain it. It's a very sort of nice, nice style, but the pieces are a little bit, are a little bit longer, and that's the Birchas Mordechai on, on Shas. He also has, again, aside from like a Haggadah, and, and, and he has on the Mishmeres Chaim or Scheinberg, but aside from that, he also has Mishmeres, he also has Birchas Mordechai on Chumish, which are more Musari. He comes from the world, his father-in-law, Meir Chadash, and his father-in-law was a Mashkiach in Chevron. Uh, he comes from the world of Slabadka and Godless Adam, and he has Sfarim and Chumash. These are, I think, a, an actually very unique style, an actually very unique style. If, if, if you look at it, it's the way he writes, it's opening up to a random page, but, but the way that he writes, I think, is, is intriguing. It's, his his lundas is regular structure of full paragraphs, what you find by other achronim. His Musar Vadim, so I believe they write in the Hakdama to the one in Babasha, all this stuff is his own Ksaviyat. It's not written up by Talmidim. He wrote all these things. So they, they, if you look here, it's not like regular classic paragraphs. It really is almost trying to keep the feel of being like in the Vad or in the Shmuz he's giving and the particular style in which he gives it over. So it can be like a line, you know, Period. Next paragraph, just one line. Period. Next paragraph. He's almost like the way when someone speaks sometimes, they pause and there are times where when they speak, it's a little bit slower and they give you time to think. So there are elements in the way that he writes that really sort of have uh, this particular... This particular feel, like lots of like a sentence, a standalone sentence, and moving on. The goal being, he just wants to express Torah. You can express Torah in paragraph form, and it goes very smoothly. You're trying to teach in a way which is somewhat like a vad, somewhat like a musri kind of thing. So you want to have sentences sometimes that hang, that linger, that you read, need to think about. Which means that depending on what you're looking for, 
if you're learning the safer sometimes it can be a little bit frustrating if you're like okay let's like get to the point you know but like that, that that isn't the point the point is to sort of be there in that process also and to see the way he formulates it the way he asks questions and the way that it goes I think is something which is uh, which is very very intriguing and I think very important about the way in which um, the way in which he goes about he goes about doing it. it, it, it again, it's, it's a lot of very, very intriguing and very, very important Torah. Um, and it's even like the way it works. It's a good example of it. Like he quotes certain Makoros on top in black. Then a lot of it is just like, it's like teasing it out and, and, and somewhat slowly. Uh, but the ideas are very powerful. And the ideas are very, very good. I, I want to say he works a lot off of Unklis. By that I mean the color pieces that I'm familiar with. He works off a comment of Unklis. But I don't think that's systematic at all. That's just the color pieces that I, that I saw. Um, in Lumdus, he was very, very sharp. He was very sharp. I, I want to just reference one shtickle of his, because I think it's relevant to something that we learned, which is uh, a piece of his in Mesech HaShkalem. A piece of his in Mesech HaShkalem, the Berchus Mordechai. They're, they're big svarim. They're big svarim. You can see maybe we have some of them in the Otzer. Uh, but he was done. There's a Machokus Raman and Ramban about different Kalim in the Mikdash. We know that we saw one particular question about the status of the Amatroxin and the and the parochas, the parochas that, that distinguishes between the Kodesh and the Kodesh HaKadoshim, so that parochas. We saw, if you remember, two mahalchim in the nature of that parochas. Is that parochas, that separator, that amatroxin, is that a, is that a, just a mechitza, instead of demarcate and establish different areas, or is it, or is it also on some level something which covers the arum, that part of it is to have another covering, another separation of the arum, we point, Michael Feinstein has that question, we point out that question exists, uh, could be Meduic and totaled by us in the meaning of the words, Amatroxin. He has an interesting suffix about the gather of the parochas, which I think is, is, is interesting. It seems like for some reason, based on the Gemara and Mesechas, in Mesechas, Shkalim, the Yushalmi, in Shkalim, that we know that on the one hand, we paskin makriv makopisha in bias, that a person can offer karbanos even absent the base of mikdash. It's not so clear that's a chule alma, it's not so clear what, what, what the get of all these things are. There do seem to be opinions that understand that if there would be a broken mikdash, that would perhaps make it uh, impossible to offer to offer karbanos. Wonders, Rebarak Mordechai Zraki, the following Shiloh. What's the geder of the parochas? If you're missing part of the wall of the mikdash, so that's not really called a full mikdash. I, I'm, I'm missing part of the mikdash. That could have implications for offering karbanos, maybe implications for the mitzvah of building a mikdash. Is the parochas, that wall, is the parochas considered to be chelek also of the binyan of the mikdash? No one thinks the shulchan, the table with the, with the bread on it, is part of the binyan. If this is a wall like any other wall. Memelah, the parochas is missing, and I don't have a full mikdash at that point. You are missing part of the wall. Or is the parochas not really a chelek of the binyan? Rather, the parochas is only a... It's a separator. It's a divider. Maybe covers the arod. But you wouldn't call it a chelek of the binyan. So he adds in an additional mahalf there. So he has rayas as to why... As, as, to what, what, as to what he thinks about it. But it's, again, it's an interesting question that he has. And I think it's something which is... Uh, which is which is important. He thinks Dafka the Parochas is not a chilek of the Binyan, but it's an interesting question. But again, he has a lot, a lot of very, very important Torah, Baba Bas, which a lot of the same issues uh, that we're speaking about. Uh, he did have, I, I found an amazing letter of his that I think is fascinating. There's a big Tamakaka Baba who lives in Los Angeles, Tzvi uh, Reisman. He's a very, very well-known, uh, very well-known Tamakaka, a very, very well-known supporter of Torah. Supporter of Torah. He's a very impressive guy. 
uh, very successful, Baruch Hashem. Again, supports and pays for lots of Sfarim, including the Sfarim of his great Rebbe, Rebbe Baruch Mordechai Zrachi. Uh, he is the sponsor, at least of the Sfarim that I've seen, uh, or sponsored by Tzvi Reisman. He has his own Sfarim. He has his own Sfarim called Ratz Kitzvi. He writes in the introduction that it was Dafka. It was uh, Baruch Mordechai Zrachi, as well as one or two others, that very much pushed him to write Sfarim, to show that you can be a Balabas, and a person can work, and a person can be Osik in those things, and they can nevertheless put out Sfarim, be Mechadi Sfarim, be Mechadi Sfarim, that's very, very important. Interestingly enough, in the first Chalik of Ratz Kitzvi, Ratzi Reisman uh, has a Kuntris about Shomea Ka'one during Sfiras HaOmer. I don't count the Bracha, I just say I made. And he wrote this Shaila to like 20-something different, like Gedole Torah, from all over, like the Hashkafic range is unbelievable. Unbelievable. Rav Goldberg is in there, he's Mechutanan with him. Uh, but you have also, uh, you know, Rav Ari Stern, who's from Merkaz Arab, Chief Rabbi Mishalayim, Rav Baruch Mordechai Ezrahi, he has Chassidim in there. It, it's an unbelievable thing, the range the range of people. There's a Shtikl Torah in Nefesh Harav, uh, that there's a, there's a Torah from Rav Salvechik, that when you light Hanukkah, which is a, a long way off, but when you light Hanukkah candles, so Hanukkah candles in Shul is part of a different ways of saying it exactly, but it's part of the tzibor's lighting, isn't just yichidim, that's why we light it when we light it, a certain kind of halos of the tzibor, you know, when, we, when we're there, of course, you know the fact that I believe your grandfather wrote an article about Halakas Neiros Hanukkah, the Beisach Knesses, but there are different, I think, yeah? I think. Um, but there are, there, there, there are different discussions about that. He had a couple kashas on this, on Nebuchadnezzar, they sent to a lot of Rabbanim. The response of Rabbanach Mordechai Ezrahi is an unbelievable response to be uh, to be familiar with. Uh, it's it's really fantastic. It's in Ratz Ketzvi, it's in Simon Lamed Vav. This is page four hundred and twenty-eight in the Sefer. He says, That's all. As follows, when, he's, when you want to explain something again from the Rav, when you want to explain something, we should know when he was younger, Baruch Mordechai Zrachi had shaychas to the Chazanish and to the Briskarav. He said, it's a dover pasha to anybody that has shaychas to the world of Brisk. Ki'in kovim mismaris pasharos, kol dover chayavios muchrach umuchrach zehu alafes. The alafes of Brisk is knowing that that which they're saying is muchrach. That which they're saying they're confident in. It's not a guess, it's not a suggestion. If they're saying over a Torah, they believe that it is compelling. Miyasodos hala amita shel Torah tzamud v'tveikas v'lat. These are the dover pasha. L'chein... Barer upashet shem kavu bebeis hamedras zeh yisod ohadara. If in the world of brisk they define something in one way, yes amnam lastor velamo alhamikoros. Work hard to find the mucker, to find the mucker. Ah mitok hakara berura kimi beelu zavadai kayamim. Because of course there are mikoros. They don't stop, take guesses. They say it very precisely. He points out if what they're saying doesn't have an explicit mucker from somewhere else, that means it must be muchach from within that sugya to a person that learned it properly that this is the right hagdara. And he tries to explain how this hagdara of the rav, if you learn the sugya properly of lighting in a base Knesses, is muchach within that sugya. This is a world, different world to different degrees of precision. In the world of brisk, they're very nervous to write and to publish. And even what they speak with is a real degree of precision, he says. And therefore, when you learn it, you learn it differently than somebody else because you can assume that it's really there. And he has an influence in his farm. But again, a little bit of familiarity with the Baruch Mordechai Zrachi. Uh, good, uh, a very impressed Hamakacham. Different kinds of Sfarim, different kinds of things that he did that are very, very important. It happens to be also in the Hakadarma to all the Berkus Mordechai, at least that I saw this morning. Um, they point out that despite all that he did as a member of the Mesopotamia Torah, involved a lot of Klaal things, or Rosh Hashiva, um, his, his defining characteristic seems to have been 
uh, a, a very almost like ferocious sense of Amelos Torah. He put out one year when he put out a couple of different svarim that year. So they wrote in the Hadamah, please don't make the mistake of thinking that because he came out with a lot of svarim this year, that he's not, uh, that he's not, that it's, it's of lower quality. If the Amelis and, and, and the precision is great. It just there's so much Amelis that we're able to put out all these svarim. But again, it's a very, very beautiful and very, I think, important person uh, to be aware of in those